Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. Today, I am joined by Vishon Jones. He is a musician as well as the owner of FedoraOutlier.com. And we're going to talk to him about all that today. Thank you for joining me, Vishon. Hey, (laughs) Curveball, I like that. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. Oh, no problem. Let's start off by introducing yourself, telling people who you are and a little bit about yourself before we get into the big things that you're doing. Man, uh, mm, it's been a long time since I, I've been asked that question, man. Um, who am I now at 44? I guess let's go back. You know, 44 years ago, I was born in, in Portsmouth, Virginia. Um, I grew up and, you know, visually impaired and um, just trying to live the life, you know, as a male and to be as normal as possible. And we both know that wasn't the case. And me and my best friend now, who's also blind, joke about it because you're trying to be normal, but you bumping into walls and everybody can see, you know, you, you're not normal. And, uh, you know, going through my whole adolescence and all that stuff, man, and, you know, just grew up to finally realize that uh, I wanted to change the perception about individuals that was was disabled and, um, you know, just how the world world looked at us. So I've done several things, you know, in between that time. But, you know, who I am at a whole as a whole is just a person who believes that individuals, period, and individu- individuals with disabilities can definitely uh, find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful. Um, and profitable. And um, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. And so any questions you got with that, I can, you know, dive deep into particular segments of it. How did you get into wanting to start Fedora Outlier? I mean, that was a lot of stuff that you could have done. But what made you want to get into actually doing what you're doing now with Fedora? Mm. So I'm probably what you would call a serial entrepreneur, you know, which is a person that loves starting businesses, loves seeing them grow um, and ultimately be successful, mainly financially um, in the beginning because I would grow them and sell them. When I became blind completely, um, I had a, a lot of sight growing up, but I was still visually impaired. And, you know, as they say, dangerous um just enough sight to be dangerous but when i went completely blind i found out about vocational rehabilitation i went through you know not understanding what it was and you know was one of those frustrated clients eventually because i would see you know different people get different things to aid them and get assistance with things that they need and you know, even some cases closed out and I'm like, well, I mean, y'all, y'all can get around to me. It's been a couple of years and I'm coming from executive level corporate. So I'm realizing that, you know, I'm like, 
y'all can't be doing anything because in corporate you would be fired by now. And, um, you know, once I finally realized, oh, this is how it works. Um, I had done a lot of stuff like, you know, started a very successful chapter of the National Federation of the Blind. Uh, this is like 15 years ago and it's still going um, strong uh, with my, my best friend, Mr. Giorgio Vickers. Um, but I invited my VR counselor out to talk to other people in the chapter as to how to close their case uh, successful. And she told me that it's 80% you and 20% us. You have to know what you want, what you want to do, how you want to do it, where you want to go, all that great stuff. And our job is to help facilitate that. And once I realized, oh, all the work was on me. Oh, let's get to work then. And uh, I began to think of what I wanted to do. And I said, I wanted to do two things, three things. I wanted to help people across the world, close out their vocational rehabilitation case successfully. I said, I want to make a profit and I want to do something that I love doing. And um, what I love doing was working with technology. And everybody told me I was crazy. I wasn't going to make any money. And, you know, you're going to be driving around uh, all day, you know, seeing a client, you know, every three hours. And this is the amount that they're making. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I say I don't want to do uh, any of that. What I want to do is to be able to tap into the millions and millions of blind and disabled people that are on these cases that are absolutely going to need technology to make it. And I want to assist with the problem, which is not having enough cases closed um, on a yearly basis. And I said, if I can focus on that, helping people get what they want, I will always have what I want. And I was able to uh, accomplish that. And so that's kind of the, the long way around of why I started um, Fedora Outlier LLC. So explain what you do to help them get what they want. Explain your motto because your motto is kind of different than a lot of other companies. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. What I do is really have, um, they call it an assessment. You know, I really have an in-depth assessment with the person, find out about their personality, their drive, you know, their goals, you know, and I never say realistic goals because if you tell me, you know, you want to go dig ditches and you blind, well, I mean, I believe you. You got to believe in yourself. And if you can sell me, I know we together can sell the counselor. Uh, and so I find out what the person really wants to do. And we come up with a, you know, plan to make that really happen. Um, you know, and every case is truly different. You hear that from vocational rehabilitation. Every case is truly different. Uh, every counselor has a different motivation to make it happen. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I like to tell people is this is your life. This is your case. And if you want whatever it is that you want, you're going to have to go after it. And I'm just here to help. You know, and my counselor, as I told you back then, said it was 80, you know, 20. You know, I like to tell them it's 60% um, them, it's 20% me, and it's going to be 20% them. But together... Um, we're going to make your dream come true. And so I 
really just travel the world and the United States talking to people, you know, letting them know that, hey, man, this is something you can really, really do and really, really accomplish. And I think once they find that they got, you know, a person that has done it, will do it and believe in them in doing it, you know, it kind of lights a fire up under them and, and you know, makes makes them um, want to be successful at whatever it is that they they're wanting to do. How many clients do you say that you currently have right now and how many have you actually helped successfully to close cases successfully? Uh, total clients right now is about 354. Now these are technological clients, um, particular individuals and as far as closing cases is probably about 30 plus because everybody is not coming to me to close cases and Fedora just doesn't do uh, case closures and all of that. That's kind of the overarching thing, kind of the giving back thing. But as far as, you know, what we actually do at our core is pretty much anything assistive technology based for multiple uh, disabilities. So whether it's website ADA compliance and audit reports, whether it's being a uh, expert witness at a trial for ADA violations, whether it's, you know, teaching a person assistive technology on uh, Mac, Windows, or Linux, or um, any of the mobile platforms, um, anything that has to do with anything assistive technology, audio described videos, we are either connected or, you know, a forerunner in, in those things. Now, the, the kind of sidecar, if you will, um, is individuals, you know, will come to me and they say, you know, I've had a VR case for six years and nothing's happening. Well, if I know what's happening and I can tell you right off the bat, here's what's happening. You don't understand the rules, so you don't know how to play the game. Therefore, you keep continuously feeling like you're losing. We can get an immediate win. I say, if you go in there and tell your counselor exactly what you want to do, how you want to do it, and you know what things you need to do it i can guarantee we can close this case out in six months you know and so those come um as well and it's kind of our benevolent thing we'll do it for free as long as the person is 100 percent committed and making it happen because you know kurt you know people are getting meetings and they'll rah 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 and you all for it and then you know you get you know, to the battlefield and, you know, they like, uh, yeah, nah, this ain't really, really what I wanted to do. So, you know, and I know it takes a lot of effort to close out your case, you know, and I'm right there with you and you ain't with me. I'm like, well, you know, I'm like the counselor. If you ain't wanting what you say you want, then it's nothing I can do. How did you get the vocational rehab counselors to respect your business plan? Because, you know, um, <laughs> when I was working in that field, I've had these counselors say, well, we don't want to pay this much for training with assistive technology. We want to pay $10 an hour. We're not buying equipment no more. How did you actually get them to go along where you can make your clients successful? Man, and I went through all of that. You know, as a matter of fact, when we was, when we had the new director, you know, one of his ideas was, man, we spent, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on technology and you know we still got the same caseload we had before we brought the technology so 
clearly is not the technology. And then, you know, the technology was changing. It wasn't big old computers and this. It was, you know, iOS and, you know, eventually Android and all that stuff. And, of course, we had a Nokia's N75's with the talkback. And, you know, so technology was changing. It was getting cheaper. Um, but it's, it's uh, amazing that you asked that question because... Uh, it was exactly that. It was a business plan that I share with everybody who wants to be self-employed coming through VR. And it's 100% bulletproof. It's super successful. And I tell them, just copy it. Because guess what? That's all I did when I wrote mine. There's nothing special about it. It just covers every question. Copy it, study it. You know, take the stuff that you need out that you know, I need it that you don't need and insert your phrasing there um, and use it. And it's 100% successful. We literally have 100% success. Well, I'm going to say 100%. One lady we was working with, God bless her soul, it was actually my wife's best friend and she passed away. So we wasn't able to close out her case, but she was well on her way. Um, but it's a plan of action. And, you know, I actually ended up with Thousands and thousands. I mean, I had one, two, three computers, uh, two iPads, one iPhone, a presentation, Bluetooth speaker. Now, mind you, this is, you know, 12 years ago when Bluetooth speakers was, you know, just becoming a thing. Uh, website built, uh, money for advertising, mark, all that. You know, everything that a person needed to start a business, um, they purchased. You know, and so the biggest thing with vocational rehabilitation is you have to justify why you need it. Well, I need a computer at home. I don't need to be carrying around my work computer, you know, that I'm traveling on the road with. You know, I need something at home and I need something for at work. So that was the two computers. You know, at the same time, I need two iPads. Well, what happens if one breaks? Now, I'm stuck. Well, you can just use the computer. No, I can't use the computer because there's different technology in the iPad. Well, you only need one. No, I need two the same way you need a spare tire in the car because I'm going to be presenting. And if one breaks, then I need a spare, you know, and it was that type of talking where, you know, they'll tell clients, yeah, no, you only need one. All we're buying is one. And I'm like, well, no, because this isn't your life. This isn't your case. This isn't your money. So we're going to need two. Well, I'm going to need approval. Okay, well, let's go get it. <laughs> you know, and so it's all about justification, knowing what you want, being uh, assertive and kind um, and making it happen. What type of jobs are your clients and what type of jobs or businesses are your clients doing right now that you know of? Man, um, the first time I really ever did it and knew that it would happen, it wasn't a vocational case because the lady really didn't like vocational rehabilitation. She was very well off, you know, and came from a very successful family. She didn't know anything about orientation and mobility. Um, and so I did send it through vocational rehabilitation with that. Um, but she started a um, fitness uh, app, you know, and again, this is like 10 years ago, um, podcast, website, all of that stuff. And that's when I knew 
that we could we could make this thing happen. And since then, uh, we had individuals uh, like Tamer to you know be one of the first blind people that I knew of to go work for Apple. Um, we've had individuals start their own businesses, of course. Uh, we had individuals do audio described videos, uh, website accessibility testing, website accessibility coding, uh, remediation, you know, just pretty much whatever it is that they, they went on to become authors and write books and, you know, just a myriad of, of different things. Other assistive technology instructors, of course. You know, so just a bunch of things that, oh, we got one right now. She's, op she's wanting to open an Amazon store. Um, so we're about to, um, we're really in the initial stages of that. But the beautiful thing about it, uh, Curveball, is they will come to me and they will say, you know, hey, I want to do this. And, you know, I go through the whole assessment thing and then, you know, we realize, okay, well, this is doable, of course. Um, because you thought of it in your mind, so if you thought of it, then we can definitely find a way to make it happen, you know, whether it's the day or next year. Maybe the technology isn't there to do what you need to do right now, but, you know, it can be, will be. So, you know, they'll come to me and they'll have these ideas and then they'll go to their counselor and they'll be like, oh, man, that was so easy. I did everything that you said and it worked out great. And the reason being is VR is a system. And that system works the same all across the United States. And once you learn the game, then you can play it and you could actually win. Explain how Fedora has evolved from when it first started to where it is now. Man, um, well, it, it was always profitable from the beginning, but I remember having to use technology. And luckily all the technology, man, like blogging and podcasting and platforms and the words that we use now, you know, was new then. You know, there were people making multi-millions of dollars, you know, like Michael Hyatt talking about platforms and launching online products and all this stuff. So I was launching the online product, um, you know, and now it's, you know, like, oh, okay, well, that's what you do, <laughs> you know. But we've become super successful in it. And um, it was a fun, fun journey. Um, we pretty much, for real, do the same thing that we did before, which is, you know, work in technology. And as the technology evolved and we got better devices with better operating systems, um, we was able to master the game with online courses as that technology progressed. Um, just the technology evolved, um, me with the success rate of helping clients, um, building a team, um, being able to get international uh, contracts and, you know, just living what I stated in my business plan that I wanted to do. I wanted to be known worldwide as an assistive technology coach, you know, back when nobody else was using that word again. You know, we were kind of first in that transition, you know, back in 2008 you know, when everything crashed and everything else was becoming new, you know, we was that new, you know, we were hated a lot, but, um, you know, now only thing a person can do is look back and say, man, he did that, you know, and that's kind of how we evolved. We went from nobody 
knowing who we were or what we did or what the heck Fedora Outlier stood for and crazy name and all of that, you know, to, you know, just doing it. Um, thousands and thousands of followers and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm excited every day that I get up and I'm able to do something that I love and it doesn't even feel like work. You know, it's open up my email and it's tons of money and opportunity. And most of it, you know, I find the right person in the world that I know that can, you know, fulfill that goal. I say, hey, here's what we're paying for you to do it. You do it. We do it great. Um, more opportunities to come, you know, and that's just the way the world works. What does the name Fedora Outlier mean? Um, so I love hats um, and I love fedoras, what it, what it signifies, um, a, a style, a, a elegance, a very bespoke look, if you will. Um, and at the time I was reading the book Outlier by Malcolm Gladwell, well, and it was on the whole 10,000 hour thing. And uh, I said, once I get to the 10,000 hours, it'll be great. And so I, I believe I definitely have passed that 10,000 hour mark. Um, but it's just a, a style and an elegance to it, a swag, if you will, uh, and being separated from the pack. You know, when you think of Fedora Outlaw, you're not thinking of your, you know, uh, normal assistive technology specialist and instructor and all that, you know, we're more than that. And, um, you know, I think our work speaks for, um, for itself and, and being excellent in, in how we do and what we do. Talk about your training courses, kind of briefly go through them and just kind of give a description and let people know how they're laid out and how they're conducted and, just give a brief overview of all the training that you offer. Got you. So pretty much on any device, um, there's a blind person out there that's a master of it. Every operating system, there's a blind person that we're connected with that is definitely a master um, of that particular operating system. And we offer courses in using those devices and uh, being able to use the operating systems and um, they're all uh, online. So it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week access. You can log in, you can um, take the audio slash video courses at your own pace. Um, there's benchmarks that you have to meet. There's tests and quizzes inside of the online portal. Um, at the end, you get a certificate. Um, and you know, that's the online portion. Um, of course, we can come to you um, pretty much anywhere in the world as long as the budget justifies it. You know, we've had a lot of that. Um, you know, if you're local in Georgia, then, you know, we can come to you. Um, we can do it remote over the phone. We were really, truly one of the um, first people to pioneer remote teaching. It was kind of part of my um business plan, you know, way back when um, to be able to offer remote teaching. Because remember, I didn't want to have to pay a driver to drive around for hours, you know, to go teach somebody for an hour and then I have to drive some, you know, I didn't, I didn't want that. That didn't make any sense to me with the ability to have uh, remote uh, training and teaching 
um, online. And so, you know, we can do it remote. We can do group training. I mean, however the person needs to be taught, um, we can make it happen. And so, you know, it's not cookie cutter. It's, you know, it's get it's about getting the job done. And, um, you know, however we need to get the job done, then that's what we do. Are there any new products and services that Fedora is currently working on or creating? Uh, working on the stuff for Big Sur as far as the uh, Mac is concerned and um, working behind the scenes with whatever is next with uh, Windows. Uh, looking at some very specialized Linux stuff for individuals who um, need to be able to use that, especially on the, the server end and using, using those tools. Um, we actually just launched a new company in January right before the pandemic um, dealing with website remediation. And that's, um, that's huge because a lot of the uh, websites in the world are not accessible. Um, and we work to to make them accessible using blind um, computer scientists um, to do the coding on the uh, back end and um, our quote unquote regular blind people to do the testing on the front end. And so we built a end to end solution to be able to um, charge corporations and nonprofits and whoever needs the service. Um, a lot of times they've been sued and it's kind of an emergency. And as you know, in business, if it's an emergency, then it comes with a higher price tag, which allows um, the individuals that work for um, Remediation RS or Fedora to, um, you know, make a pretty good living. So excited about that being um, my next baby to grow into, you know, something large as well. Let's flip over real quick and, and talk about some other stuff you're doing outside of Fedora Outlier. You're also a musician. Talk about your band and how you guys got started and what you guys are currently doing. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. So we <laughs> got started in the pandemic, pandemic, and uh, you know, so we never really had a chance to to practice. But just like with any other businesses is there waiting. Everything is there. The branding is there. And uh, when the time is right, you know, then we put something out and we perfect it and, you know, put it back out again and we make little tweaks and, you know, eventually we got something that's, that's pretty hot. Um, of course, we're going to be playing other people's music as well as our original music. And if we're playing our, playing our original music, you know, it's our point a view on that particular song. And of course, when we're playing someone else's, um, we're not gonna do it just like, you know, the radio. And so that's our point of view and perspective on, on the music. So that was kind of the impetus for the band name. It's uh, six of us total, um, Kafir Nicole lead vocals for female. Um, and we were in a play together um, a few times um, a play called The Church, and um, she was one of the singers, and uh, I really, really liked her voice, and when I thought about the band and forming one, I definitely thought about her. I love um, the sundry sounds of a great female vocalist, and so it started with me and her, um, and then 
I said, well, I need to put together all the rest of the pieces. So I found my keyboardist. Um, he was a, a keyboardist at the time, but his real passion, and remember I talked about passion, was um, playing the drums or playing the bass. And I said, well, if your passion is drums, then let's let you play the drums. I found another keyboard player and uh, uh, one of my friends is a bass player and um, we were able to, to get him. So we got Travis Evans on male vocals and keyboard. We got Bernard Miller on drums. We got Eric Epitome Smith on bass. Um, we got Ray Mentor on guitar, me on multiple saxophones, um, and Kafir Nicole as lead female vocals. And we do a, a bunch of the 90s and 2000s and old school um, covers and you know, all of us have, you know, our own projects and all that stuff. So, uh, a little bit about the band and what we do and how we do it. What advice would you give somebody out there who is trying to live the dream, whatever their dream might be? What would you tell them? Uh, the same thing I tell everybody. Um, five years from now, you'll be in the same place doing the same thing, except for the people that you meet and the books that you read. So find a mentor, um, somebody who's doing what you wanna do, is where you want to be at, um, and read books. Don't just read books on the things that you wanna do, but read you know, Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek, read um, Think and Grow Rich, read the you know, Seven Irrefutable Laws of um, Power, you know, read The E-Myth, revisit it, read books, you know, like who moved my cheese so that you will get the language inside of you to be able to have conversations with the people that you want to communicate with. Because, you know, if you want to be working with a high level individual, I can guarantee they've read those books multiple times, probably once a year, because it is truly what, what business is. You know, I was listening to a lady today say, well, I'll circle back around with you on Tuesday. I'll circle, I'll circle. I'm like, okay, you know, that's that corporate bull crap talk, you know, that means nothing. You know, I don't need you circling back around, you know, but everybody says it. And that's not the, the, the talk or the attitude that an executive, um, you know, who have read these books and who's working at a high level um, is even using. So, you know, and that's why I say you got to be able to recognize it. And so get you a mentor who's truly doing what it is that you want to do. And, you know, you can go out there and make it happen yourself. Give out some contact info, website, social medias, YouTube, Facebook. How do people get in touch with Fedora Outlier or how do they hear music from your band? Got you. Um, so the band name is Point of View, P-O-V. Uh, so Fedora Outlier, I mean, um, Facebook.com slash P-O-V. Um, you can Google it. It's probably the easiest way um, if you need to call me. Uh, my direct number is 404-368-8779. And everything else you can find on Fedora Outlier 
dot uh, com. So F E D O R A O U T L I E R dot com. Um, and so yeah, it's all right there. Is there anything else that you would like to cover that we haven't touched on? Um, no, man, it's all the all the same thing. You got a dream, you got a goal, you got a desire, you got something that you want to do. Um, find somebody to help you um, express that dream. Never be afraid to tell people what your goals are. It's stupid not to tell people what your great idea is. So how how are you going to get help if nobody knows? You know, people think, well, it's so great that somebody's going to steal it. No, I got too much other stuff to do to steal your idea. You know, but if I can help you with it, if I can put you in touch with somebody that can, you know, help you achieve that, then, you know, ultimately you'll get there. So never be afraid to tell people what your great idea is. Um, you know, just make sure you're telling the right people that's going to breathe life into it and not somebody that's negative that's going to tell you, oh, that's not going to work, you know. And the counselor is the last person you want to tell your great idea to until you have it cemented and fortified as to what you want to do, how you want to do it, what you need to make it happen, because her job is not to birth your idea and make it great. Her job is to facilitate what you need to make it happen. So that's that's probably what I would want to leave you guys with. Ladies and gentlemen, Vashon Jones. Thank you so much for joining me, Vashon. No doubt, man. Appreciate it. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.